Buried is produced and distributed by KETR.org and is presented uninterrupted thanks to the support of its fans and listeners. Become a supporter today when you visit KETR.org and click Donate. Hey, this is George Hale, the host of Buried. I mentioned in episode 13 that we're going to hear from Billy Givens in an extended interview. That's what this is. Billy is the one who palled around with Cody before getting arrested and brought back to Texas a few years ago. One thing to point out is that when I met Billy in 2017, I had no idea we'd still be reporting on Carrie Mae Parker in early 2019. Back then, I was still operating like I should be looking for the next story, and I was drawn to Billy's. And yet, this Carrie Parker project didn't end as quickly or neatly as I expected. But seeing how Billy was willing to meet with me and talk about these personal details from his life, I didn't think it was very fair just to skip over him and move on to the next thing. The even remote possibility that someone could be locked up as a teenager for something he never did is worth pursuing, as I see it. However, the fact that Billy is still in prison made it hard to get information about the case. He didn't want me sending files I discovered to him in prison to review. He didn't want other inmates or guards reading the disturbing details and changing the way they treated him, which is totally understandable, just not great for my purposes. Anyway, I'm hoping Billy will talk to me in person about some of this stuff when he gets out. And that might be sooner rather than later. Billy's sister told me that while the state prison system still reports that 2021 is the projected release date, Billy actually made parole the last time it came up, which means I'll get a chance to talk to him in detail soon if he wants. But in the meantime, this interview is the best I can do. About half of it concerns Carrie Parker's case directly. In fact, the first part of it is going to sound like it's straight out of the last episode. But once you get past that, the remainder is about Billy. We spoke in detail about his recollection of what was going on around the time of the horrific crime he was convicted of as a teenager. You may notice that we blurred out a few names. These are basically people whose names might lead to identifying the victims, something we don't do as a matter of policy in cases like this. We also tried to edit around identifying a couple of other people who were accused of things they'd never been charged with. It didn't seem appropriate to put those people's names out there either, given the nature of the crimes. Finally, if you want to see details of those crimes, I'm going to upload police files to the web version of this story at ketr.org buried. But heads up, it's tough to read. One of the convictions is for a violent assault, including rape of an elderly woman in her home. With that warning, here's more or less the whole conversation we had in the All Red Prison Unit in 2017. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Is it too much to ask for you to tell me what you just said about Carrie against me? No, 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 I'll go ahead. Okay. Um, Cody, uh, when, he, when he spoke on Carrie, he, he was vague. It wasn't, he mentioned no names, he didn't mention locations. He said uh, that they got into an argument and they were at a bar and she left with somebody else and uh, that was the last time he saw her. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering where we were and the, what we were doing and uh, my situation, I felt like maybe he was, he was trying to, to bond on something that we had in common. You know, him being a, investigated and by, by the police because at the time I was in Oklahoma I was on the run mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if he was he, that was his way of bonding and or what have you but uh, 
yeah i mean it kind of makes sense and, and and like i said you know the the comment that he made about you know they're not being a a body so they're they're you know no nobody no crime that, that kind of struck me as odd but then again you know i guess he figured that maybe she just ran off and didn't want to be the how many people just run off that you know and don't contact their family for years and years and years it's yeah, you know, that was his, that's what he told me, I mean, just two days ago, is he said, if you look in Mexico, I think that's where she is, you know, and uh, I'm just like, really, though? You know, it's a, I just, there's no evidence for this, of course, but he says that she told him things like that, she wanted to go to Mexico, and, yeah, I mean, what do I know? I've never met her, like, maybe. She, I mean, yeah, but, uh, maybe, you know, but what are the odds? How long, how many years has it been? 20-something. You know, and, uh, yeah, it, it just... Can I just ask you, in your letter to me, I'm trying to think, there's one to Janice, one to me that had the same sort of story. Uh, I think you mentioned that he was saying something about her leaving with somebody else or something right. like that. He said that, that they'd had an argument at the bar and she'd left with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that's the, I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty, I think at the time, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at that time he was working for a. No, no, this happened in Texas. Okay. Okay, right. Uh, he was in Oklahoma when he worked for the quarry, so. I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I wish I. I wish maybe I'd ask more questions now, but some things you just. I. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable talking about it, but. Uh, I, at the time, I had problems of my own. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to get involved in anything that he had going. Sure. Yeah, you and everyone else, you know. Like, <laughs> it's like Cody, you know, seems to cause chaos wherever he goes. But, but still, still though, everyone says, even the people who are evicted, like Jeremy, who knows you, I think. Jeremy, yeah. uh, you know, he still says that Cody has a good heart. He seems like a good guy and never mm-hmm. met a stranger. Kind of, you know. Um, and like I said, I'm not here to pile on Cody, you know? I mean, I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm not trying. Yeah. I don't want to pile on him or make him the hell. Uh, Ted Bundy had a good heart to some people, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not trying to compare him to Ted Bundy or anything, but it's... His sister. Some people said he was a good person. Some people say, I, I mean, people say I'm a good person, and you, some people say I'm not worth a shit. <laughs> right. Mm. Well, I haven't met any of the second people. I met your sister, or I haven't met any of them, but I, I met Janice, I guess, several times, and she adores you. Um, so, yeah, I really only have, like, two questions, I guess, about Cody before I just, we can just move on. But uh, it's just, first is, like, what is, what was, how did that come up? Like, what were you guys doing exactly at the time and when? <laughs> We were going to score drugs. Yeah. Yeah, we were going, we were going to, uh, to to make a dope deal, and uh, we were. It was snowing. The reason why I remember it is because it, it, the weather was real bad. Uh, we were in a little Subaru. We were in my little Subaru, and uh, we were just uh, it, it, for some reason the conversation just stuck with me, you know, and and it was. It, it, idle banner. Any other time, any other thing, I probably wouldn't have. But the comment, that one comment, just stuck with me. Nobody, no crime. Who the hell says that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially when you're talking about something like that, you, you, somebody that you supposedly had feelings for, or that you, you know, and you just so nonchalantly throw it. Oh well, nobody, no crime. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he does say, you know, that they were way, they were broken up and over by then, you know, uh, yeah. so maybe he's not as, I don't know, but, um, let me think just quickly, the, uh, and he didn't mention the name of the other person, I assume. The, no, uh, I, I think I know who it is, but it's, I think it's a guy named Jim Wilburn, but I was, he never mentioned, no, that, that name never came up, I mean, can I go back to the deal? If I could get in touch with him and I could talk to him. And he'll not know that I, I discussed it with you, then, I mean, maybe. But like like Jenna said, we didn't leave on on a too good of terms. As a matter of fact, I think he's the reason why I'm here. I think he's the one that told on me. <laughs> so that would be my next question. What, what's that about? Oh, well, uh, he, uh, I felt that I felt that something was, was fixing to happen to me. I, as a matter of fact, I told Janice the Sunday before the U.S. Marshals ran down on me that I wanted her to take my car back to Texas and uh, give it back to my mom and go see her kids and just get out of the way because really I expected the whole court right there. I didn't expect to come to prison. I expected to die right there. I was, I was gonna make, you know, we were fixing to have a shootout. And uh, so Janice told Cody, when Cody came in from work, I said, look man, Janice is going back to Texas on on Monday. I said, so when you get your check, give her $100 so she can have gas money and go back to Texas. And I think he was kind of offended because it, was, it wasn't like I asked him, I told him. And uh, Janice wasn't like she asked him either because me and Janice just had a bond like that, you know, and, and, and Cody always resented that. Uh, well, that Tuesday came and uh, he him hauled around and didn't go cash his check. I mean, that Monday came and he didn't go cash his check. When Tuesday came, that morning he went and cashed his check. This was on in May, right before. This is May fourth that Janice left. Mm -hmm. May fifth was Cinco de Mayo, and uh, Cody went to work and he was gone all day. When he came back in, he had some uh, Mexican food, and uh, we'd been off drugs. We'd been off drugs for uh, about a week or so at that point, and. Uh, I thought I was just coming down real hard. And uh, he said, here, man, eat this, eat this. So I, I ate the Mexican food that he had, and I, it knocked me out. I feel like he drugged me, really. And uh, I slept, I, I called Jan that next morning when I got up, I told her, Jan, something's not right. I'm not feeling right. And she's like, uh, well, you'll be all right. You're just coming down, you're, you're gonna be all right. I was like, well, all right, you know. But, and I laid back down. Well, Cody came in at noon, and he's like, uh, Hey man, you you want to do some stuff? I was like, man, I need to do something because I'm not getting up, moving around on my own. He's like, all right. Well, he called somebody over. We we wound up getting high, and uh, he's like, man, uh, we've been moving around a lot at night. I can't go outside. Won't you go outside? And uh, we need to we need to uh, drain the septic system on this trailer. I'm like, all right, no problem. So I go out there and I do that. And then the next thing I know, the the U.S. Marshals run down on me and all that. So. Uh, <laughs> Man. Just the way that when the when the U.S. Marshals picked me up off the ground, he looked at me. He said, "Man, if you hadn't got told on, you'd have never got caught. We'd have never caught you out here." And he's looking right at Cody when he said it. So, I mean, then on top of that, when we got into the jail, he uh, he's told me, "Man, they set my bond at twenty thousand dollars." Like what? He, we had been here for fifteen minutes. How you get a bond set? So I go back to talk to U.S. Marshals. Tell them, "Look, I've been here for four months. Tell them everywhere I was at." They let me out. Cody's already dressed back out. He's like, man, uh, my boss Russ made my bond. I'm like, man, bullshit. You couldn't make a $300 cash bond 
uh, three months ago when I showed up, there's no way you just made a twenty thousand dollar bond. That's not happening. I'm, you can't sell that to me. Wow, and, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, who's his boss exactly? But you know, I'm not mad at him. I don't have, I don't hold any animosity at him about doing what he did because it probably saved me. Yeah. What I'm mad about is he took my cowboy hat and my boots afterwards, and now me being from Texas. You, you, you do a lot of things, but you don't take a man's cowboy hat and his boots. Oh, man, that's messed that's up. That's what I'm upset about. All right. <laughs> that's fine. That's if you talk to him again, let him know that I'll be back to get it. <laughs> take good care of it. Uh, oh, man, that's funny and ridiculous. Uh, okay, I guess the only last thing I want to ask is... Uh, about that, I mean, yeah. um, is something you said to Janice, or you wrote to Janice about how he had said he had done something like that before in the quarry. Like, I didn't know what it meant exactly. Like, if Cody was just bullshitting. Dude, or, you see, that's 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 why I was said. Well, he was in, in Texas when this happened. Yeah, he uh he made a statement about uh those the quarries where he worked in. He said, man, you know, you put a body in there and nobody would ever find them. And uh, as a matter of fact, we we drove out to one, and this Doug guy, he, he was right. If you put a body in it, it was is lost forever. Uh, but if he was in Texas when the, when this, I don't know how far Quinlan is from Oklahoma. I don't. It's two two hours. And yeah, so I don't know if uh, I don't even know if he was working at the quarries at the time, and that might have just been a general observation that he'd made or when we were when we were there or what have you, but. Uh, yeah, this is in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, but he's right. If you put, if you were to throw a body in, plus he was, he worked a uh, track hoe. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and it, he he's the one that dug the quarries out. Mm-hmm. So if you dug, if you threw something in there and you covered it back up, it's lost forever. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I don't think he was. Oklahoma was on his radar back then. He was only like nineteen, living in Quinlan. You know, his yeah, parents, yeah. So. See that? So that was. But still, it's just interesting. Uh, right, right. And, you know, and uh, I've heard stories that, you know, he was in with a sheriff around that area, and they were doing some dirt together, and uh, he did mention that he had a piece of land there in Oklahoma. Hmm. And uh, the reason why that came up is because I was looking for somewhere to go. I knew that my time there in that part of Oklahoma where I was at was running thin, and I like to keep moving. Yeah. And he was like, well, we could just take the travel trailer and go to a— this piece of land that I've got up here in Oklahoma, he hmm. said, we well, it's hard to get to, but, uh, and uh, I don't know, you might be able to ask Janice, she might be able to tell you more about where that's at or what have yeah. you. So, uh, to be honest, Oklahoma is sort of, doesn't really matter to, for me, because it's like, we're, we're all in, Texas. all this happened in Texas, and, you yeah. know, I don't think Cody had ever even moved to Oklahoma until years later, so. Right. But uh, still, it's really, I, I'm glad that I went there and glad I talked to him. Uh, glad to talk to you, of course. And let me just, uh, there's a clock over there. I'm just looking at the time so I know right. what we're doing. Cool. We're uh, approaching the half hour, so that's All good. Right. That's good. I was worried it was going to be like, <clears throat> now time to talk about you. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. bye. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? Uh, just, I guess, the... Wait, sorry, one, one more question okay. before. You said that you were thinking that you might go out in a shootout or something? Well, yeah, yeah. well, I didn't have a gun. Okay. But, I, but I think, uh, I, I thought that I, that I was going to be, uh, I, I didn't think that I was going to come back. I, I, at the time, it's, 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 
this is a story in of in and of itself. But uh, when I was in Brazoria County, I have a drug. I had a drug case there, and uh, they they diagnosed me with cancer when I was there. Oh, wow. It was a bad diagnosis since I've been locked up. Uh, you know, it comes to find out my PSA levels and stuff like that were elevated because I had an infection. Uh-huh. But they diagnosed me. They took me to. Uh, from the county jail, they'd taken me to specialist uh, in Free World. They'd taken me to a Free World hospital to have sonogram done on me, and uh, they they came back and told me, "Hey, man, look, you got cancer." So I bonded out of jail, and when I, from the time I bonded out of jail until the time that they caught me again, I was up under the impression that I had cancer and I was gonna die anyway, and right. I didn't want to die in jail. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, okay. Cool, I get it. Yeah, that's why I had kind of had the mindset that I had had I known that I didn't have cancer and that I was only looking at a two-year state jail sentence for a burglary of a building, then I'd have never took off. I mean, what's well, two years? But yeah, and also just you mentioned Cody doing drugs. I know how stupid this is going to sound, but Cody told me that he hasn't done hard drugs since like you know back then in Quinlan. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Cody wants to believe. <laughs> you know. Hey, but Cody's not telling you the, the, the truth on that because, I mean, yeah, I had a methamphetamine addiction, and uh, I don't think that he was, he, he wasn't much better than I was at it, so, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, not to put his business, but it, it, no, that, no, that's it, the truth. Yeah, Sometimes I, you got to face your demons in order to, to I, overcome them. I don't care that he does drugs, that's, that's somebody else's problem, you know, for me, like, but uh, it's just, if you're going to tell me that you never did drugs it makes me wonder what else you're telling me that's right. not true you know exactly. that's that's what i care about i don't care about him doing drugs um, i mean and, and something like that is is i mean why lie about that you know we all have our problems if you, you if he was trying to be open and give you an honest exactly you know um yeah but so you've definitely seen him like shoot up and it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> laugh, yeah, okay yeah <laughs> as a matter of fact i think we've argued over the last bump before <laughs> yeah Okay, sorry, I just had to ask because I was kind of like, he told me he's like, you know, he's got a drinking problem and he smoked pot a few times, which he's not proud of because it's illegal <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, oh, come on, you can't come on, man. Dude. It's like, I don't think pot is a. That, I'll laugh about that for hours after this interview. Like, enjoy that. That's kind of the last thing anyway, so we can just get back to uh, back to you. If, okay. Uh, unless you, yeah, I think, you know, I, I really came here with just the least uh not or least least questions i've ever had for anyone because i know that you only knew that comment you know all right so i kind of just didn't plan for uh anything else other than just asking about your case so for that i'm going to actually take notes because uh, <laughs> i don't know it like i know cody cody and all that like the back of my hand by the oh, way you've been on cody we've been working on this for at least like on a daily basis since May, I guess. But even before I worked there, they had received an email and stuff back in like last July or something about um, the whole case, I guess. Um, yeah, but I've only been obsessively working on it since uh, maybe May. Um, have you the made any progress? I mean, I think we made a lot of progress, to be honest with yeah. you. Do you, do you have you can pretty much canceled him out, Cody? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Cody's for me. I can go. Get, I mean, I just have no idea. I don't think there's any proof he did anything. You know, um, and everyone I've ever met says he's really nice and like he's uh, he is. But uh, like I said, sometimes you can't you can't ever just look at a person and judge their heart. Yeah, you know, I've learned that in here. 
Well, look, I'll tell you. And I don't want to say that he did it because, I, I mean, I don't personally, I don't think he did. Yeah. I don't think he, he, he has that, that, that nature about him, but I've been deceived before. Yeah, no, that's good to hear that, too. You know, it's like Janice's stories and stuff she told me. He doesn't seem like the greatest guy, but, but not a killer, not a, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, so let's not, let's make sure I don't get out of here without okay. <laughs> getting any information from you because this is stuff okay. I actually don't know about. So it's, uh, okay. uh, all I have is the arrest report that showed, it was just basically the woman's description of what happened. Okay. Um, and the two pages of your plea, I guess. Right. And I think that's it. Oh, and one piece of it, one piece of paper that says uh, you weren't in their system or whatever. But I, mean, you were I, weren't, I was a what? Like not in the sex offender system or something. Maybe I don't know. It was like when you were fifteen, I guess. So it was it? Yeah. But uh, yeah, can maybe just tell me like from your perspective at the very beginning, because okay, uh, but I'm not gonna lie. I was a I was a, a wayward child, but to put it mildly, I was a the, I, was, I was on the police radar for a number of things. I was. You know, they had me for selling marijuana. They had me for a unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Just I was just a a wayward child. Uh, the night they arrested me, they arrested me for breaking into a house. The woman that lived next door to me, uh, her car wasn't home, and I broke into her house. And uh, I didn't realize that she was home until I'd got back into her room. And they charged me with that. That's part of one of my charges: the burglary of a habitation. But they put on there with intent to a uh, to sexually assault and that I don't see how that intent was ever proven because when she when she realized I was there I ran out of the house I didn't try to make it any I, hell it surprised me that she was there as much as it surprised her yeah uh, but uh, and, and who is this this is this isn't the old lady, right? No, no, I don't even know. I don't even remember this lady's name. Okay. But that's, that's, that's the burglary that they had me with. It's like every sex case that they had there at the time, for some reason, that they tried to they, they tried to put on me. Well, you know, I know from learning actually more about Hunt County than Panola, but uh, that there's something called a clearance rate. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's a, it's a term that the FBI uses to know. It's like basically... It's basically how many crimes you solved, you know, per right. crime. It's like divided by crimes, you know, so the percentage, right? And solving a crime is considered just char- like charging someone with it. And so right. I've learned that in some places, like if they already have somebody who's already like guilty of something, they think he's guilty, yeah. that they'll try to find anything that looks similar because it, 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 lo- it, it increases their clearance rate. They can say, we, we got rid of, we got, we solved 80% of crimes instead of 50, you know, or whatever, like, and it makes them look better. See, since I've been locked up, I've learned that there's a guy named... That's what I want to talk about, too. Yeah. Okay, he admitted to two different people that he had committed a crime that they put a 15-year-old kid in prison for. I'm the only person that I know that was 15 years old that was sent to prison out of Panola County to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two people that he's told don't even know each other. Well, they might know each other in name, but they physically didn't know each other, and that was was when I was in jail on this, uh, but they sent me out of Panola County on this time, the failure to register and uh, the burglary of a building. I was in locked up in the, with Derek Pezzle, and I started to tell him one night we were talking, I was like, man, uh, I was telling him the story about my sister coming to see me and telling me, hey, you know that dude. Uh, 
and, and she was we, that, that just came up but I didn't I was telling him I said man you know there's a guy that was uh, going around telling people that he'd done the crime that they had had me like and he said wait a minute man and he told me that he was locked up with about the time that that happened and he told him the same thing and I didn't tell him his name he told me his name wow. so I mean there was also another guy named uh, one of the things that was brought to my attention uh, about the case was uh, the shoes. They were fixated with the shoe print. Mm -hmm. Well, this guy was trying to sell a pair of the same shoes on the streets to another kid named Okay. Now, whether would remember this or not, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that he, he might. Uh, but this dip disappeared. I, I don't know what happened. It he 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 fled. He left the scene, obviously. Uh, yeah. But uh, none of those things were ever looked into. It's like I said, uh, the attorney they gave me. He was. Uh, his name was uh, Ruffwall. Ruffwall. He was uh, suffering from like stage four cancer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I seen him once. That was my that was my representation. I saw him one time before when we went to court and they pled me out. Wow. Now, the time I, I, I told you, when they picked me up, they sent my probation officer to get me. Mm -hmm. When I went into her office, I wasn't in her office, but maybe a minute or so, and two detectives came in and got me and took me to, and started questioning me. This is like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and what did you think was going on? I, mean, what was your... I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, it could have been... Uh, I thought that I really thought that it was for selling dope. Yeah. But I, as far as, I mean, that, that that's what I was doing, so I kind of <laughs> thought that might be what it was. And yeah. uh, when they got me in there and they started questioning me on this, I started telling them, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I, you've got the wrong person. It wasn't me. And they're like, uh, well, we know it was you. And uh, this went on for hours. But, and I'd ask, you know, I said, look, I need an attorney. I need my parents. I need somebody in here. And, uh, they were like, well, uh, dude, you're not getting that. You can ask for it as long as you want. But right now, uh, we just need you to tell us what happened. Then they played the good cop, bad cop scenario on me. And finally, I was like, man, look, they, they, told, they said, look, you'll just tell us what, what happened. Then uh, we'll see about you going home. If you'll just tell us that, you know, that you did, did, did. So, uh, yeah, I, I wrote the statement out. Yeah. And, you know. I was like, I would, like I said, I didn't realize the 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 trouble I was going to be in when I did that. Of I course, I never went home afterwards. Uh, what did you write? I, I don't even remember. I, I wrote what they, you know, more or less what they told, the, the description that they told me to, that they gave me to write. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. It, it was, I, what they had told me about what happened is what I wrote. Mm -hmm. You I, did this. You did that. You did this. Uh, we understand. You know, you're you're under stress. You probably don't remember, but it, it, and that's the way the whole thing went. And uh, and where were you actually when the crime happened? I have no idea. I don't even know what day it happened on. Right. I don't. I mean, I, I know that it happened like right after we got out of school or something like that for the summer. But yeah, and. It, uh, you knew this lady or of the lady? Yeah, I knew her. I knew 
I, I knew her grandson. Yeah. Uh, after, see, things that, I, I want to get this right, in order. Yeah. The way they, they took the, 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 the mouth swabs, the DNA mouth swabs, the hair samples, and, uh, of course, fingerprints when we were at the police station when they were interviewing me. Mm-hmm. When I was in jail, they held me in, they held me in county jail because they were charging me as an adult. When I was in jail, the jailers would come through and say, man, you're never going to get out. They're going to keep you forever. At one point, one of them came by and gave me a urine sample cup and said, look, man, we need, they want some more DNA samples. You need to uh, masturbate into this cup. So I didn't, I'm a kid. I don't know that that's not how you take samples. I'm not aware yeah. of, uh, I was stupid. What a creepy thing to ask a kid to do too when you're an adult, you know. I was, I was, I was ignorant to yeah. what they could and what they couldn't do. If I, hell, if I'd have been more savvy of the law at the time, as soon as I asked for an attorney and they kept asking me questions, yeah. that, that's, you know, yeah. I'm supposed to have a parent of it, it involved. I don't, I'm, not, were, I'm not blaming you for going along with any of this. I'm sure I would have too, you know. They, uh, if I was but I team. didn't know any of this. Yeah. It, but, it, you know, ignorance is not a, a, a defense, so they tell me. So, <laughs> yeah, well. But they... they when they took the lineup pictures, they took they they made me cut my hair first. I had hair that was down below my shoulders. They made me cut my hair. Uh, from what I understand, from the time they arrested me until the time the crime happened, wasn't but a matter of maybe two or three months or so, maybe more, maybe mm-hmm. less, but not. But it was in with that time frame. They cut my hair real short. Uh, there's no way my hair could have grown out that that amount. They took six pictures of me, and that was the lineup. Six pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> choose so, which one of the six they took and then they from what I understand from what I've been told my family has talked to her grandson since then and uh, he said he was there when they were showing her the pictures mm. and she was like that's not him that's not him that I guess that, that's him that's who that is right wow. there and uh, that's interesting when I went to to the examination trial, one of my examination trials, the only one that I had, they, when she was on stand, they asked her, my attorney said, how do you know that that's him? And she said, well, that's who the police told me that it was. Right. So they, the, they, they, not, they, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, What's the grandson's name? He brought up a good question when I was talking to He said, that, he said, man, how do you expect me to believe that, uh, the whole police force was against you. I was like, man, you know, that's a good question. And the more that I thought about it, the more I think, you know, maybe the whole police force wasn't against me, but maybe one cop had it in his head that I was the one that did it, and who are they going to believe? They're going to believe somebody, they're going to believe them before they believe me. Yeah. I mean, there's something called, like, uh, what's it called, the... Uh, assumption bias something something about when you that I don't know there's been studies that show the police after a point you know they they look for evidence that proves what they assume what they, you know, know, they yeah. even subconsciously like not on purpose even you know uh, so I'm not gonna ever say that all the cops were were against me and I'm not I think that maybe the information that they had was was uh, like you said it had a bias to it it had a tilt to it yeah uh, I, what I'd like to know is why did they have all this DNA testing, uh, uh, DNA evidence, and never test any of it? 
Yeah, that's crazy. I, and you do you think they still have it? They're not. I, not that I know of. Okay. I mean, if they do, uh, but there was another case. Like I said, there was another case that was, from what I understand, when I was, it was it happened when I was in boys' home. It happened in the same neighborhood. My mom's told me about it several times, and she's like, you know, uh, you were in boys' home when this happened. Mm-hmm. And it was so similar. It was so similar to what happened to you, and. Uh, the, that's what the Texas Rangers investigated me on, and they come to find out that I was a boy's home. So I don't know if they're – I thought, well, maybe if they don't have my DNA, maybe they have the DNA on that case because it's a cold case, unless they, they tried to put that off on me too, which I don't think that they could have because the Texas Rangers stepped in and realized, hey, he wasn't even in town when this happened. Yeah, I don't know I don't know p- the precise rules, but I feel like they're supposed to keep evidence in, in a case like this. But I, that might only be for, like – murder or something i don't know i see this but the the, the lawyer that i had on this case right here that was with my sister that went Mm -hmm. through the evidence and went through the uh paperwork i have her name here linda russell yeah yeah she uh for some reason she just she she got an uh uh an investigator with the innocence project Mm -hmm. and um i told them you know some of what i some of what we've discussed here and uh I've never heard from her again. She wouldn't contact my family. She wouldn't. Uh, the last I heard is that they would. It was a, the city police were, were handling it. And uh, I'd had a couple of people in my family go to talk to the sheriff at the time, whose name was Jack Elliott. And uh, Jack told them, he said, look, this isn't a county thing. The county has nothing at all to do with the case. The city is the one that's investigating this case. The city's the one that has all the evidence. Uh, my boys are just, he's just a, a, a resident in my jail right now. Mm-hmm. As far as the investigation goes, that's that has nothing to do with the, with the county. Yeah. And so uh, even when I talked to Linda, she was like, well, it's a, the city would have the, the evidence if they yeah. have any. Yeah, yeah. That's, so. Look, this is what I do all day is ask for stuff from different agencies. I feel like it's it's, should be no problem for them to, if they have it, provide it. And yeah, I, but it's like I said, this has happened 25 years ago. The odds of them even having it are... Dude, I'm, I'm pulling up traffic tickets for that lady, Carrie Parker, from 1991. You know, like, they have them. Like, they have stuff. You know, yeah. people have things. Not, not everyone has everything, but, like, you'd be shocked at the amount of stuff that they can be they can dig up if you, yeah. you really get in their face about it, you know? Um but uh, hold on, let me just take the time over time. Right. So I don't want to be surprised. Let's all right, go. all right. Yeah. Cool. Looks like it's about ten minutes. All right. Let's see if they let me stay a little longer since they made me start late. But right. I don't know. Anyway, if it, they uh. Man, I don't. I don't. I really don't know what else to say. Other yeah. than, uh, oh no, I was looking at the time. Everything's good there. I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that I know that if the evidence and the it, you know what I say in the evidence are put together, that my story will it, 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 it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No. Sure. Like, look, like I said, look. I just wanted to hear just the very beginning. It's not like I expect you to prove your innocence while we're sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to give you as much of the facts as. Yeah. It, as as I can, and, and yeah, it's, it's it's something that you know I put out of my mind for a long time because I'm like, hey, you, at first I was angry about it, 
and then I was upset about it. And then, I, you know, there's just been so many questions over the years. And I was like, all right, well, you know, this is what it is. I just got to deal with it and accept it. And it's not so much the, the hurt that it's caused me, man. It's it's my family. Yeah. I mean, the, the stigma that's gone to my name because of this. And they've had to live through it out there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a screw up. I, I've, I, I've, I, got, I can't get right, I don't guess. You know, maybe this time will teach me a little something that the times before hasn't. But they don't deserve it. Yeah. 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 Well, I know they stand behind you totally, at least it's what your sister says. Because I asked her, you know, I was like, everyone in the family, like, assumes he's innocent. She's like, yeah, of course. You know, she's like kind of shocked that I was asking, you know. It's like, yeah, he was a kid, you know. He's like, um, yeah, so. It's then you know, like I said, a lot of the, you said they had the, uh, would you call it the the priority the the oh uh, the mental like no the case board they just unloaded whatever they can on almost oh yeah the, the, I'm only learning about this recent clearance rate yeah but yeah. I didn't realize that they had put so much off on my record until I go to seek parole and they go to ask me well what about this what about this I'm like man what the hell are you talking about you know well uh, you got shot at or something like that you. Uh, you supposedly broke into a house and uh, you got shot at. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? I, I was never charged with any of this. Or, well, it's in your file. So every time I come up for parole, they're, they're looking at things that I, I have no idea what they're talking about. Well, if it helps, I saw in your arrest report that says the old lady shot a gun a couple of times. And you're, what, landed you in there, I think? See, that that's what I'm talking about. That, that's... Uh, I have no idea what that, that, that was, if I'm not mistaken, that's a whole different. I, it, it could be that she only sent me what, well, it's right here, hold on. Uh, she sent me this, uh, oh, and here's the instructions for this interview, which I'm pretty sure includes my wireless microphone. Um, maybe it is different. Uh, Assumed this is the same thing, but I'm not actually sure. Uh, yeah, there you go. See, that's got to be a different. It could be. I, I just got this. Just faxed me like yesterday, so yeah. two days ago. See, I mean, that's another. That's just like you said. That that's one of those things that they threw in there. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, I won't waste a lot of time. I mean, okay, this, yeah, is, this is my say, problem. Now you're, when you, when yeah. you get an opportunity to just read through, you'll see that there's there's things in there that they I'm not even charged with. Right. Okay. That was never even charged with it. They just threw in there. It's like they piggybacked it. They they cleared their files off on me. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, a good way of putting it, actually. If that's yeah. Um, yeah, sorry if I was confused. I, no, that's it, okay. That's yeah, okay. I'm I mean, confused. I read the thing, obviously, but I thought it was the same person. <laughs> I'm confused. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been confused about this for years. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that, you know, maybe I'm hoping maybe through your investigation, like I said, I don't want you to be easy on me. I don't want your, your questioning or your bias or whatever to be to lean towards me because I want the facts to come out. Exactly. And that's the only way that I can 
I can have anything uh, with a reputable standing to help my family. Me, yeah, you're already kind of screwed. I've lived. I've, I've, nothing I say is going to give me any more time on it. I've done it. They, yeah. The worst thing they can do to me is make me go in here every year and register as a sex offender. And to me, the reason why I have a problem doing that is because that's me going in there every year admitting to something that I never did. Yeah. That's the problem I have with that. That's why I'm sitting in here today is because I have a problem with going in there and telling the authorities that, hey, I'm guilty of this every year when I didn't do it. Yeah. No, that would be a big problem for me too, I think. And, yeah. and the, the stigma that comes with it is... is it is makes me hard to get a job. It oh, makes me shit. hard to find a, a, a place, you know, to a place to live. All that it affects my life in the free world. Yeah, of course it does. Obviously, how could it not? It's like a horrible crime. You know? Yeah, it's horrendous. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I was shocked. I was reading it. I was like, dang, like, this is messed up. You know? it, yeah, it's, it, it's it's really messed up. And what's really even more messed up is I didn't do it, but I got to shoulder that bullshit burden. Yeah, of course. That. That's what really, that's what kills me is that if I did it, okay, I, you know, I'd have to accept that. But yeah. I got to accept it and I didn't even do it. Yeah, no, this is tough. Yeah. Uh, one thing I should maybe mention is I heard recently that the Innocence Project started, like, having to really, there's so many innocent people, basically, right. that uh, they start, it's like they are focusing on... Uh, and maybe this is not nationally, maybe it's not, ta- I don't know, but it made sense anyway from your case when you told me earlier, is that they said, like, they're focusing on people who had a minimum seven years left on their sentence or something. See, mine's done. Exactly. So I, it's not, how could you be a priority? When I wrote them and asked them, I wrote them and asked them, and they said that because of financial constraints, I sent the letter to my sister, they said because of financial constraints that they couldn't take my case up. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I don't know. And they, the only thing that I want, man, is... Like I said, aside from my family, if I get anything out of it, it's something that goes to the parole board, man, where they say, okay, look, this has been reinvestigated, yeah. and uh, there's a really good possibility that he's not the one that did the, all this yeah. stuff. Do you tell them that every time you see them, like the parole board? I, yeah, every time I've seen them, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've denied that I had anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that it, probably doesn't help, huh? Of course they see people every day that are, that are you know, that I didn't do it, I didn't do that. that's... that's a common catchphrase around here is I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, and everybody in here is innocent. Nobody's guilty. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I robbed that store back in 2005. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm guilty of burglarizing that building. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of uh, not doing this report. And everything that they sent me to prison on up to that, up to, since then, I'm guilty of. <laughs> I'm not guilty of that. They sent me, I was guilty of the burglary. I did that. But when they threw that intent of sexually assault on there, you just, how do you get the intent? I didn't touch the woman. I didn't make an advance towards the woman. It wasn't even like I was unclothed. I was fully clothed. But they threw that intent on there because that matched their MO for everything else. Yeah. And And that's what really frustrates me. That's what gets me is they, they put, they, they made me a monster that I'm not. Right. No, man, this is really interesting and, and uh, tough. Uh, there's a lot to do. I gotta think what what to do next. Janice gave me a list of police people to talk to. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe somebody came around and. Well, I, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold out much hope <laughs> on the police trying to help me too much. Yeah, no. But there's some things that they don't have a choice on, like. Uh, 
records, public records and stuff, you know, that we can get, which should not be a problem. I, I learned recently enough, and I think it's so messed up that inmates aren't allowed to request public records for the most part. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> it means Who you can't. Who do you think names on? <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, that is nuts. Mm. Um, so, anyway, well, I'm happy to do that myself. Uh, where and, did Janice move to, do you know? Uh, she told me. I can I can definitely tell you the letter. I'm trying to remember myself. Uh, it was just on the phone on Wednesday. She, so yeah. How do you know Janice? To, uh... The sister of Carrie had, yeah. had found her, you know, Patricia is her name. Um, she's like a detective herself. Uh, did, did, did Carrie's sister buy that she ran off to Mexico? No. no. Yeah. yeah, no, she thinks Cody's at least knows what happened. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, for her family to, to, after all these years, to still be in limbo like that, Carrie doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would have just ran off from her family like that. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. I don't know their relationship. But for her family to, after all these years, still yeah. be looking for answers. Dude, it's like she disappeared from the earth. You know what I mean? It's not like she was spotted at some gas station or a driver's license. You know what I mean? It's like just... And I hate that. Boom, I, I wish I had more to give them. No, no, it's great. What you gave me is great. It's, I mean, look, every, like, actually, as Janice says, every little drop fills the bucket. So that's, you know, that's true for your situation and for Carrie's, you know. It's like every single little detail can't hurt, you know, so. I um, just, I just feel for them. You know, they're, like I said, they're victims, too. Mm -hmm. and, and right now, you know, if Carrie's not around, which I, it's been, what, 25, 26 years down the road. I think we assume. Uh, they're the they're the only victims left, mm -hmm. and they they deserve uh, they deserve closure. Right. And, yeah. And whether that points towards Cody or it points somewhere else, I don't you know. know. Yeah. Cody did a lot of things that, that put him out there, make him look suspect. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's either <laughs> he's either the unluckiest guy ever, and I kind of get that impression from a lot of people I talk to that he really is the unluckiest guy ever. You know. But. You know, he, for him to lie to you about the little things, I understand you wondering why. Well, what else would he not be honest with me about? Right, right. That's why, I, you know, one of the things I determined when we first, when we first, you asked, first asked about the interview is I'm going to be honest with you on everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, even the small things, because if you lie about the little things, then one of the big things that you're at. Yeah, exactly, you know. Uh, um, yeah, because I, like, hung up the phone and I was just like, that's like the one thing I know about Cody is he does drugs all the time, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he still is, but I know sure. that the, the last time I saw him, we just got through pulling a needle out of our arms thirty minutes before they arrested me. So, <laughs> so, so that's yeah. Um, fortunately, now I'm clean and sober. If nothing else has sobered me up, this place got me sober. I'm not. They asked me when they came in, was I bringing any illegal drugs? Like, yeah, I'm bringing a shitload of illegal drugs to give to give to Bill. Yeah, like I would tell you if I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I'm gonna do. You got anything to declare? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I kind of cut you off, I guess, or not really, but uh, we're obviously almost out of time. I think not that I'm gonna deliberately hang up, but you know how it goes. Uh, but uh, you were the last thing you said that. The last thing I said was a... Good luck reading my handwriting. Uh, oh, intent. I think we're talking about the intent to... Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, that's... And, the, and when you read... When you get a, another... Uh, a better chance to sit and read through that arrest report, you'll see that I was charged... I, I was sent to prison for two charges. I was okay. sent for the uh, sexual assault, and I was sent for the burglary of a habitation with intent. Different one place? Yeah, two, and I was given 10 years on each one. 
They, they were ran concurrent. Okay, that's looking uh, at least. Everything other than those are things that, they, like you said, they just threw in there to clear their quota or whatever the hell it is. Right. Um, but so... They they, oh, they threw in things just to say we're not we're not actually going to go through the hassle of charging it. It's still him. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. That right. makes a lot of sense from that, that. What I just told you that makes a ton of sense. What an easy way to fix your fix you know, yeah, yeah. To, to make it. Hell, we we've got him. We we feel like you know we can get him on this. So you know, we're just gonna everything we're gonna unload here. There's a serial killer once, and like the, I think it was the 80s or the 90s. And he claimed to kill, have killed like 3,000 people, and the ten, which is the, no, you know, obviously not true, but. Like Texas, uh, not Texas Rangers, but some Texas investigators started throwing on. I think they, in the end, had like got like 270 cases on him or something. Like even though it took like some reporter to actually do the math and figure out like he'd have to be killing people like every day, you know. <laughs> anyway, it was all. It came out later that it was like they were just trying to like close cases. Yeah, you know? they, found, they found a guy who's crazy and would admit to anything, and uh, he did. And so anyway, so it reminds me of that kind of. It's, I mean, I got, I just, I'm, I'm just thankful that you're gonna investigate it and look into it. And like I said, whatever determination you come up with, man, I'm gonna respect. What, it, I, mean, uh, I don't have any. I, I seriously like have no reason to. It'd be crazy for me to suggest that I knew what happened. You know. Yeah, I, that's what all I ask is. Like that's a, not the a, point, an Independent right? somebody into that that has no that has no horse in the in the race right, to come right. in and look at it and and. Uh, let the evidence lead you where, where it's going to lead you. Let, well, let the, yeah. For me, for me it's the, like, when you talk to, if you get a chance to talk to. Yeah, okay. You've got their names written down. Yeah, I know. I'm just. Oh, when I'm you, just if you get it. a chance, to, Jan knows. Okay. And uh, lives in Texas. Okay. Uh, they'll tell you the same story. And like I said, they don't even know each other. Mm -hmm. They, they, they might know each other in name, but as far as just knowing, knowing each other, they don't know each other. Why are they going to have the same person telling them the same story? Yeah. And why would somebody admit to some shit like that? That's what God has. He's, he, this dude's just openly admitted to this shit. Yeah, I, I did some shit that a 15-year-old kid's locked up for. He got sent to prison for. I, like I said, to this day, I'm the only 15-year-old kid I know that Panola County's ever sent to prison. It's a good question to see how many there have been. It's another question that can be answered with records, I think. And, uh, um, why didn't they pursue it? Why didn't the police look into uh, the, the... I tried to tell them about the the, the, the dude. Uh, I, try, I didn't know about... I had no idea about him until years after I got locked up. Uh... But I don't know why. I guess he didn't step forward because, well, he's he was into some shady stuff himself. Yeah. He, he didn't want to. My sister has told me over the years that she talked to a. It's her grandson's name. I don't know if he's still around or not. Oh yeah, I want to talk to that person. Obviously, even though it's a. That's her grandson. He said. Uh, he's told my sister. From what I understand, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know, mm -hmm. but uh, that he was going to the police to tell them what his grandmother had said about that not being me mm -hmm. and, and the lineup, and they told him that he just bested that he minded his own business. Right. It's, I mean, like, I don't know why my sister would lie about something That's like that. Or why? You put, <laughs> yeah. No. That, that, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> that, that, if, if that is true, that they did tell him that, 
You know, and the first person, their first suspect was her. Weird. Uh, he was. I, when this when this happened, I was five six, a hundred and five, hundred and ten pounds maybe. Uh, he was five nine, five ten, two hundred and twenty pounds. Right. That and that was the the first. The, the, so how did where did you lose a hundred pounds? Where did you where did you lose a hundred a hundred and twenty pounds at on the description? Where did you you know? Right. Then for them to, to, to take and to do the the photo lineup the way they did it, where they cut all my hair off, took six pictures of me, and that was the lineup. There was nobody else. There were six pictures of me to show this morning. And then to be adamant about it being me. How remind me how long you said your hair was? You said it was like super long, right? Yeah, it was. It was down below my collar. It was. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. So no, it's it wasn't real long, but it was it was longer than what it would have grown out in a yeah. matter of a couple of months. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good to know. Man, crazy. So, um, cool. Well, I don't know, man. I just I like I said, it, gotta, it's it's. We gotta start. What they know? what they've done? To, I've done my time. Yeah. And but it's just that my family's name is. I don't want just to, to rest on my name. Yeah. It's not. It, it's disgraceful. It's it's. Uh, Despicable. It's a it's, and it's a horrendous crime, and I don't I don't like the if I can get it. Sorry, one second. You gotta wrap up. You gotta start finding a stopping place. That's fine. I appreciate it. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Calling time. Stopping place. It's your fine one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're kind of at one anyway. But uh, all right. How long? How, remind me how much longer you're stuck in here anyway. Uh, I come up for parole in December. Okay. You know, and that's fine. If if anything, if you can, this investigation leads anywhere before then. If you can get in touch with the parole board and you know, hey, tell them, hey, you know, I've got information or I've investigated this, and I don't think that he's the one. If you know, if that's the determination you come to. I mean, if not, then you know, yeah. by all means, call them and tell them keep me locked up. That I'm the one that did it. I probably won't do that either way. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, okay. Well. I gotta, I gotta do warn you. We are in the middle of the longest, most complicated thing ever with this carry thing. You know, it's okay. gonna be going on for months. But uh, that doesn't mean that I won't. I can't while I'm doing this, like submit some requests for information and stay in touch. And you know, like I'll always like write back and stuff and let you know All what's right. going on. And um, yeah, it seems like worth definitely worth pursuing. You know, you okay. Got, you got a good and I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I hate that we had to use this setup. I hope it works. It looks, dude, it's like this seems to work fine. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, thanks for, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I probably shouldn't like piss them off. So, we should right. probably. But, well, uh, see you maybe again in 90 days if they'll let Yeah, me. that'd be great. Tell Jan I said that I love her and, uh, I will. Cool. If she's got a phone number, uh, send me her phone number or whatever. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. And I guess if you talk, when you talk to Carrie's sister and, uh, I guess if you talk to Julie again, tell him I said hi, man. And, uh, I got Julie's address, I guess, if she's still, is her mom still on the the, no the real estate place? Uh, I don't, oh, I think she worked, I don't know, to be honest, I'm not sure. Right. I just talked to her briefly on the phone. We made plans to have a longer conversation, so we All haven't right. done that yet. Well, if uh, you can, get Julie's address for me, too. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you, man. You got it. All right, have a good one. All right. <laughs>
Buried is a production of 88.9 KETR-FM in Commerce, Texas and of KETR.org. Its host and principal reporter is George Hale. Executive producer is Jared Knight with production help from Emma Anderson. Theme music is composed and performed by Brad Davis and cover art was designed by Crystal Sid. You can catch up on previous episodes at KETR.org slash buried or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.